Hi, I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro Khaleesi. And this is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty, twisted side of kink. Today's episode is produced by our electrifying pink kinksters, the ESW, Jay, Tempest, Brianna Lynn, Daddy J, Fabe, Embers, William P, Lady, Claire, Savage Heart, Mr. N and Mrs. Jess, Mistress Good Girl, Lady Blooding, Gardner, Daddy Longlegs, Cassie, Primal Empress, Kay's Clockwork, Baby Girl, Harley Gentleman, and Mistress Francesca. Pink Kink runs off the generosity of our devoted patrons. As a patron, you will become a member of our special Discord server, receive some adorable Pink Kink stickers, as well as have access to a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast. In addition, our impactful and electrifying Pink Kinksters get special audio and video episodes. And finally, patrons at our highest tier will be recognized as producers, both here on the podcast and on our website. If you would like to become a patron, you can visit us at patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast or click the link at pinkkinkpodcast.com. Recently, I posted a question to social media and it's basically what kinks are considered taboo or controversial even to just kinksters, like to the average kinkster? What is kind of over the top? Yeah, because even we, like people like me who do some of the crazy things I do, there are those that I look at and go, (laughs) no. Right. You were talking about that one time that you saw a suspension with like hooks or something. Yes. That's so far over my line. I wouldn't even be able to like look at that. But there are some kinks that it's more than just that it's a limit. Believe it or not, the hook thing is more accepted than certain kinks that we're going to talk about. Well, and so it should. But that's just my opinion. I have opinions. (laughs) I have opinions too. And no. So in this episode, the responses that I got, I was not even expecting those. I I was a bit surprised at some of the answers I got. And I got a lot of answers. So I picked the top 10, in my opinion, the ones that I looked at and I went, oh, damn. So again, these are her top 10. I'm just going along for the ride. I just want to, I want to get that out there. It was the ones that had the most responses. I wrote them all down. And then the ones that kind of were like, yeah, that one, I went with that. Okay. And, and a couple of them, I went, oh, damn. I mean, I've peeked at the list and I would definitely agree with most of them. You, you would agree that most of them are, oh, fuck, what? Yeah. Yeah. So again, heed the trigger warning that we had in the beginning, please. It sometimes the topics that we're going to talk about today. These are doozies. Yeah. It, it's a little more. It's the est. Be the est. Be the est. Put our kings to the test. Okay, I had to get that out of my system. We're done. <laughs> we called the episode controversial and taboo, but I want to start with a definition because like we do, we love our explanations and definitions. The word would be paraphilia. Have you ever heard of that? I have not. I thought it was a certain kind of kink when I first saw it. But it's actually, it simply means a sexual desire that is uncommon or unusual. Mm -hmm. And when I looked up a list of paraphilias just to like confer with, you know, Google, most of these were on there. 
it was in these articles that were like taboo kinks that everybody should know about. That was actually the title of an article I found. I like that title. I'll send it to you. Okay. Okay. I'll have to find it again, but yeah. Another side note. I have a lot of side notes. We are not judging these kinks. Um, I want to give a caveat. I've actually looked over all of them. Mm-hmm. And at least for me personally, there is one that I will judge the ever-living fuck out and of. And I, I understand. I know which one you're talking about. And we'll we'll get into that. But, but for the most part, we're, we're not judging. No. And, you know, I judge rah-rah all the time. So, like, I know that you're going to have some judgment on some things. Everybody does. You can't help that. But as far as right now, all we're simply trying to do is impart the information. That's it. That's all I'm going for so, here. So no hate mail, please. Oh, please, God, no. All I'm trying to do is like, I asked a question. This was the answer. I'm, I'm imparting the information that I got. I researched the crap out of this. So as far as taboo or controversial, you know the one that surprised me the most with how many times somebody said it? No. Or not even the same person. How many times people said it in this post? I could guess which one it is. Go for it. It's the caregiver little role. Yeah. Age play. Yeah. Yeah. Age play was a big one. We, we've talked about this. You know, we kinksters like to pride ourselves that we don't judge kinks. Kink is customizable. You get to pick the kink you want and do the kink you want. And there is so much misunderstanding and even almost hatred toward the caregiver little role. It's ridiculous. Like, we're going to be talking about some fucking weird ass shit today. Uh, Yeah. And that's the one that people talk about all the time? That's the one that showed up the most. I wonder if it's that's because the one th- that of all of this is out there more. While some of these others, people are very much aware of the potential for judgment. And so they hide it or do it in private. It's possible. But I feel like in that case, pet play would have also been in that category. And nobody said pet play. Because everybody loves their pets. I, I get that. And I think everybody really gets the concept that that's just role play and this has nothing to do with actual bestiality. But unfortunately, pedophilia exists. Well, so does bestiality. Yeah, but you don't hear about it as much. Yeah, I know. So again, age play, not, not pedophilia, not. Every person involved is an adult. Every person involved is consenting. Just no, I can't even. Yeah. We did an entire episode on it. So go back and check that out. Okay, so for example, I'll just go ahead and talk about it then if we're on that topic. Are we skipping to that number? We'll are, we allowed to to that go, are we allowed to go out of order? Is that acceptable? The Virgo in me is going, no, but I'm would along for like, the ride. Would you like me to rem- put it somewhere in our notes and move it up to the first one? Could, could you do that? I, I'll, can I change it after we record or does it have to be right now? All right, I can wait. Okay, because I was going to say. I. But if I start twitching over here, you're going to understand why. No, I'm not. Because <laughs> remember how we also talked about you needed to be more flexible I didn't say I could succeed at it, just that I would try. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say it again. Rara and I are both in the little category. Oh, she's twitching. Oh, they're going to try. That's all right. I can do this. Rara. Ex- I am a masochist. I can do this. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this is um, where I'm. You're I'm tormenting dominating me. Dominating Rara right oh my now, God. making her go Your out of order. You're mind fucking me. <laughs> that's a different episode, Rara. Oh, yeah. That's coming up. Or Pat, or did it happen already? I've lost all track of time. <laughs> I think I that happened. Know. I think that happened already. I think at the time of recording, no. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm Reco- sorry. Wait, rec- which we recorded that one already. I need a DeLorean. 
<laughs> and if Not you a- don't understand that reference, you should. You could also use a TARDIS. That's another potential. Yeah, neither one of them are that ar- accurate, though. Okay, that's a whole other episode. Back on track. Got I'm it. doming. I am podcast dom for this episode. Yeah, but I'm doming you with the torture. I know, but I I said I'm podcast dom. Okay. You've been podcast dom a lot. I think it's my turn. Today. It's okay. today. All right. So Rara and I are both littles, but she's more middle, and I'm more on the little, little side. I'm like age range three to six, which I tell people I'm old enough to be potty trained, but not old enough to cross the street by myself. There you go. And I am a middle. I'm a teenager, which means I'm snarky and sassy and bitchy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little bit of Kool-Aid man thrown in there for, for flavor. <laughs> I think the one that everybody gets a little squicky about, though, and I think this is one of the reasons that this came up is ABDL. I have to admit, I'm a little squicky about it, but not because I have any thought that this has anything to do with pedophilia. I know damn fucking well. This is not pedophilia and the people who do this are not pedophiles. Nope. And I personally, in all the events I've been to and all the people I've met, have not once run into somebody who did this because they like little girls. No. And want to them the dress out. dress up as as a little girl so they could do them. But diapers? Yeah. It, it just it's 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 a little much for me personally, same thing with the bottles, and even even pacifiers are difficult for me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, thank you. I didn't get it right. Yeah, it just it's just a personal thing. But and then, I, it's and not. And then there's me with my passies and my sippy cups and my bib and what else do I use? Those little teething rings. But if you think about it, as a teenager, aren't teenagers squicked up by that stuff anyway? Oh my God, that's like such a baby. And I'm a teenager. I am not a baby. Yeah, but me as a little, I'm kind of squicked out by it too, even though I understand it and I know about it and I'm closer to that than you are. I'm still, it's the bodily fluids thing for me. Yeah, you don't do fluids. I don't do fluids. We've learned. So that part, just that's what gets swimming, me. Just keep Everything swimming. Everything else about it, not that much of a problem. It's the diaper. It's the bodily fluids aspect of that form of play. I can't do it. I also just, I'm trying to wrap my head around how it works. Because, like, do you pee in it and then you stay in the wet diaper? Or do you pee in it until your changed. caregiver get immediately changed? Because, let's face it, diaper rash is real, folks. Well, maybe that's part of the play, desitin. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess this one's hard for me to understand why this, I, I get why it's on the list, but I don't. Because okay. I know this kink and I know all these beliefs people have are not true. Okay. Let me throw something else out there that showed up a couple times. I didn't really get into it, but I did dis- I didn't get into it in the notes, so it's not there. Okay. But what I, I did discuss it with probably two other people. Mm-hmm. It's actually called dark age play. And what exactly is dark age play? Okay. Here's where the trigger warning comes in. Okay. Because it throws in age play, mm-hmm. being a little- with CNC and an incest kink. Huh. Yeah. I have thoughts. Yeah. None of them kind. Well, <laughs> again, it's role play. Everybody involved is a consenting adult. Mm-hmm. Everybody involved has negotiated this. Everybody involved knows their part. So as someone with a little kink, I'm the little as someone with a CNC kink, 
I can I can sort of understand this one. Look, for me, it's a case of I don't get it. I, the incest part, I just I just don't. No, I'm not there but, on that one. But, but in the I, others, I there are others that bother me a lot more. Yeah, this one is not as harmful. Like if I saw it, I would not be triggered personally. Do you know I'm sure there are people who are. There's yeah, of course there will be. Of course. Because if you're if you look at it from like an outside perspective and it's like a real life thing, holy shit. Yeah, there are actual incest survivors. So Oh my god, no. It that whole scene that I just described, there are people that have survived that described survive yeah, I said it correctly. Survived is right, yeah. Survived. I mean, oh my god, no. That would be like that would be massively triggering. But in this case, it is a form of role play. So like when there's the people that are talking about how they can't take the idea of, of us being littles mm-hmm. and how we want to role play that for them, it's the same thing. Right. It's what's interesting is because and we'll get to that the other one later, that is for me the biggest issue. Much later. It's you could say the same thing. It's just role play. They're just pretending. They're just playing. And yet, I don't give a flying fuck that you're pretending with the other one. I to me, it's just hell look, to the no. Kinks are weird. But, I, look, I, I as somebody who loves for somebody to hit me and hit me hard with spiked paddles and make me bleed, I acknowledge that's fucking weird. Yeah, I acknowledge it. Yeah, and I think you're absolutely psychotic for doing it. So there we go. So that that's what makes all of this fascinating. Is that I'm sure it's not it's not within my right to say do not do this. It is within my right to say, I don't want to see it. Yeah. And then the question becomes, if the majority say, I don't want to see it, do we have the right to tell them they can't do it at a public event? I don't have an answer. And that's that's a fantastic question. So some a quote that somebody gave to me when I was talking about this with them was, none of these kinks are done under any circumstances with someone you do not have complete trust in and do not know. These scenes are heavily negotiated over extended periods of time. Some people have even written documents with their limits in every scene. But if you're doing it in a public dungeon, what about the people that are in that dungeon? Bingo. We talk about consent, right? We talk about no public kink. So the expectation is is when you walk into a dungeon or a kink event, you go in with the expectation you're going to see kinks. So we normally say, you see what you see because... You're, you're going there. In, you're there. You have the understanding. Is that, versus that's the don't tacit doing it. Consent, right? Yes. Versus you're going to a restaurant. You don't expect to see it. But some of these kinks are so out there. Are so out there that I know dungeons have banned them. Public dungeons have banned them. Yes. And I don't. I, are they? I don't know. Are they right to do that? Okay. But, I don't. I, I don't have an answer. But these me, are just questions. But let me put this out there. The the caregiver little thing. Right. If I'm fucking. My husband and I yell, oh, yes, daddy. But in your case, I happen to know that that is his title. It's not, you're not role playing. He's the daddy, you're the child, and you're actually fucking your dad. I know it's his title. Your biological dad. But where that came from? I mean, who who the hell says, I mean, come on, really? That has incest undertones. See, and I don't think so because my first relation, my first DS relationship, he was daddy. I thought of daddy, it was his name. I didn't think of it as it was, he was a dad. No, there's a difference between daddy right? and dad. Right? But I'm just saying, is, is it wasn't that he was my dad. It was his name. Like, Bob was his name. Like, well, Joe. To, to me, know? it's the equivalent of, hey, babe. 
Yeah, exactly. So hey, I don't, if I heard you saying, fuck me, daddy, my mind for me is not going to go straight to, oh my God, they're doing incest play. Yeah. But I understand not everybody would know that. Right. But other people looking at that will go, daddy, like if I accidentally slip and I say it at Walmart or something or at the grocery store, oh my God. I mean, when, when you have actual children, oftentimes you call your spouse, your husband, daddy in front of the kids because that's how they refer to their dad. It doesn't have to be children. It could be dogs. Yeah. I guess so. You would say to your kid, <laughs> well, go ask daddy. Yeah. It's not go ask your dad. Go ask daddy. Not, go ask daddy. I mean, I literally with my dog right now, we, we will say, I'll say something like, where's daddy? She knows exactly who that is, and she goes running to look for him. I want to start a new a new a thing to our drinking game. Every time Dara talks about the dog, we should drink. Oh, come on. They're going to be wasted. <laughs> That's just mean. <laughs> she should be a mascot. I'm a, I'm a sadomasochist, so that's the sadistic person in me. They're going to be so plastered. <laughs> or really have to pee. So, yeah. All right. So, let's go into some of these things that... Okay. So the I'm extreme gonna, of the extreme. I'm going to go back in order so that Ra Ra stops Can twitching I, over yeah, there. Yeah, thank you. She did a pretty good I'm job. Because I'm trying to drink coffee and I'm twitching and spilling and this is bad. Okay, well. And spilling coffee is a hard limit for me. <laughs> All right, I want to talk about number one on my list oh, for Ra Ra. I'm, I'm feeling better already. Is misogyny. Which, honestly, I never thought of that. I didn't know it was a kink. I, I mean, I guess anything could be a kink, but so I did not you, know. You've heard of the, you you know, the 1950s housewife thing? Absolutely. Misogyny kink. I never thought of it as a misogyny kink. Right. That's fantastic. It separate. It, it's in the umbrella. So a lot of these are actually like umbrella terms that I went, oh, that's part of that. Okay. Yeah. A lot of these, when I was doing the research, I like combined. I like that idea. Okay. But, I mean, it's true. A nineteen A 1950s housewife who doesn't get to have access to their own money. Who, right. Right. Who... Make sure that when the husband comes home, the house is clean, the food is cooked. Yeah, because yeah, you meet him at she the can't, door with a cocktail. Right. She can't go out and have a job. She's got to stay at home. Yes. The home is the job. Taking care of the husband is the job. Full face makeup. Yeah, when I mean, that's home. absolute misogyny. I just never mm-hmm. thought of that being the kink. Because honestly, what's interesting is most of the time I hear women say that's their kink. I don't hear as many men say 1950s housewife is their kink. Don't we have a friend who, like, that's their dream is to be a 1950s well, look, housewife? Uh, to me, that's sugar daddy, and I'm all for that. No, no, no. She's, like, retiring, and she says, oh, no, yeah. this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. It's just... Right. Yeah. Absolutely. But I'm just I'm saying, so I never think of it in terms of misogyny, because if a woman wants it, and it's her choice, then well, it's not misogyny. And No, but that's the interesting thing. I Half the people that I talk to with this are, like, feminists, but they also have this kink. That is fascinating. Isn't it crazy? Because we always talk about part of part of feminism, in case anybody's confused, it does not mean we want to go out and earn a living and do everything a man does. What we want is the ability to make that choice ourselves, yep. for ourselves. So if we want to stay home, we can. If we want to go out and work, we can. The point is it's our choice. That is what true feminism is about. Right. But in the misogyny, let's say, role play kink, you're not allowed to. So some more examples that you never would have thought of. Being a wench. <laughs> I, I just to, like I just like the word wench. I love the word wench. I want to do this so bad now. Like ever since I started looking this up, I'm like, 
Holy shit. Can you imagine dressing up in like your Renfair outfit, pretending you're a tavern wench, and part of your duties as tavern wench is to service all the men that come into the tavern. I just have the fantasy of wearing the dress because they make the boobs look really good. Okay, but, but I don't want to. I don't want to service everybody. Why? Sorry. You have a gangbang kink. I have a gangbang fantasy, not a kink. Oh, uh, that's true. Difference. Okay, remember, still- and and I'm not going to do it except for the pink aliens. But that's all. <laughs> that's all with the knots at the end of their penises. But you have to listen to the hypnosis episode to know all about it. Well, that's that part was new. It's not. You don't remember we discussed the this? knots? No, the pink aliens I remember. Oh, you tuned out. Yes. Because you gave me grief when I talked about their penises go in and then not form so the penis can't come out. And you thought that was crazy. And then Tactic said he's done that before with that fantasy. So don't even go there. I I selectively. You blanked that out? Took that out of my memory. Okay. Okay. With surgical precision. Anyway, back on track. Okay. No more alien pink penises yeah okay just throw that in there one more time why don't you <laughs> i'm calling purple okay purple on pink penises <laughs> well if the knots in there would shut up can't become purple shut up <laughs> i'm done i'm done with your shit look she's turning pink she can't even breathe is this a drinking moment she's nodding her head vigorously you can't see I'm her right now. Oh my god, double drink. She's crying. <laughs> sorry. Okay, you're done. It's a very serious topic. <laughs> I know. And we said we'd try to be serious, or at least seriouser. Look, if you end up peeing your pants over there, I'm not cleaning you up. You can. You I always go to the bathroom before we record. I know better. Okay. All right. We didn't in the beginning. No, we learned the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. You can pair this with a bimbo kink. Okay, can you describe exactly what a bimbo kink is, please? Okay, so I know like, what a bimbo is. So, like, bimbofication, right? <laughs> bimbofication? Bimbofication. <laughs> you're turning the other person into a bimbo. Okay. And it's like, I just call that Saturday night. <laughs> I'll behave. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> I'm going to try. Well, I'm, I'm getting it all out now because we do have a very serious right, section. This, one be, this one's kind of silly. <laughs> Okay, I haven't I haven't really gone into like the nitty gritty of this one yet. Okay, so, All right, I'll, I'm gonna be me, quiet. I'll drink. Okay, so, so being I don't a talk. bimbo, you're just a sex object. You're it's like being an airhead. It's like okay, all I'm gonna do is lay here. It's it that. Oh, here's one that I thought was neat and that can be tied in with it. Speaking without permission can't do it. You have to get permission from the man to speak during one of these scenes. I'm just speaking from a, a person who was telling me about a scene that they had planned. I was like, damn, that's really interesting because women should be seen and not heard. Okay. So I could see Rara getting her back up right now, but you got to think in context. No, I know it's, it's, it's a role play. Okay. As long as everybody understands it's pretend. Okay. But how many times is it pretend during a scene? It could be as many times as you want during the scene. As long as once the scene is over. What about controlling the food intake? Um, well, I mean, I don't have a problem with that because I personally, have asked for those kind of rules when I was trying to kick sugar habits and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So this person that was telling me about their scene that they're doing, the the kink reason is because a fat woman is an ugly woman. That's what he said. Okay. But in actuality, mm-hmm. because they're combining it with a bunch of other kinds of things in the scene, it's so that she doesn't throw up. Okay, that would be good because vomiting would be a hard limit for me too. Right. But the way they set it up, 
was within the context of the misogyny kink. Okay. So he said it like that to her because it was it's within the kink. But in actuality, it was because they were combining things and they don't want her throwing up on the floor. Fair enough. So she can't have food after a certain period of time because it's this many but hours the, right, before so, the scene. So the, real, the realism is she can't do it so she doesn't throw up. But the role play yes. is... You can't do it because I don't like fat women. Right. So That's I, valid. I kind of liked it how they were incorporating the, the kink before they even really got to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. When I asked, okay, so like a lot of her stuff is combined with humiliation. So like this one I thought was awesome. Playing a game with incredibly difficult questions and then mocked when she gets the answers wrong because she is a stupid woman and wouldn't know the answers. To me, honestly, this whole kink is a way to do humiliation. Yes. That's that's how I see it. I would put that under the bigger umbrella of humiliation. Yes, some people may not. When I asked her why she did this, she said, it's because I'm confident in my own skin and happy with who I am. I'm strong and I'm a badass. Every time I come out of one of these scenes, I feel stronger. I don't think it's the kink itself. I think it's the feeling after. Nothing can be worse than what I do to myself. So she survives the scene, which makes her feel more badass. It makes her feel more empowered. You know what's really funny is I 100% fucking get that because that's how I feel at my impact scenes. Yeah. So I get that. Well, I don't know if she incorporates impact into it. But I'm just saying that same feeling of you threw all this shit at me and I handled it. Yeah. I'm a fucking badass. Isn't that incredible? So I get that. That is one of the best explanations, the most helpful for me to understand of why somebody would be into humiliation. And, and you know, and that's how I feel about it, too. I never actually was able to put it in those words. But if I do a, humili- oh. a humiliating scene, I like it like for that. Well, whoever you are, bravo or I'm brava, gonna, I guess. I'm right? going to have lunch with her in a few weeks. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. You tell her. Big thumbs yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to get into something a little tougher. I put these in a very specific order. So we're going to go, we're going to be rising up and then we're going to come crashing down. Okay. Um, Race play. Yeah. This is the one that I was referring to about mm-hmm. grave difficulties, especially if this includes it a does. particular aspect oh, it does. that I, for me personally yep. is quite the trigger. I understand completely. I'm going to get into it anyway. All right. I will wait. So here's the thing. Patiently. When I started researching this, one of the things I was adamant about is finding, I guess you can call them scholarly articles. Ooh, about how, the fancy, how fancy of you. This particular one, I read this whole damn article. If you'll notice, this is the one that I have the most notes on. Well, yeah, because this one, this, this one is, is heavy. really deep. I know. So let me... This is actually from a professor at the University of Amsterdam in a psychological journal. Okay. So it's it's got some teeth, but I think we're, we can get through it. Okay, you All ready? Right. I'm ready. Okay. At its core, just like the misogyny kink, it is a power dynamic. I would agree. Yes. And it is, I would say, either associated with or combined with or part of a humiliation kink as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. The race play itself is the sexual practice where either imagined or real racial background of one or more participants is used to create the power imbalance in the scene. I'm right so far. We're good. So far so good. Okay. 
Here's where it gets squeaky. The use of slurs, narratives, and objects laden with racial history. And these are all real things that have really heavy undertones. Mm -hmm. They're on the intersection between contested racial and sexual minorities. Yeah. So, for example, slavery. Yeah, that one. I have listened in because it's not my place to partake in the conversation. I have listened in to some amazing conversations from black individuals about the terms master slave. Yes. And where some have said they're just names. I know slavery doesn't exist. I'm totally okay with it. Mm -hmm. And some who are adamant never in this lifetime will they ever use that term. Use that term in that relationship, especially when it's a Caucasian male yep. and a black female. Yeah. Um, so historically speaking, you would have slave women who were used just basically as sex slaves. That that was their entire existence. That was their job, yeah. Yeah. Well, job implies you get paid. <laughs> that was that well, was they got existence. room and board. That was how they got paid. Oh, room and yeah, board. Sure, because right, that's yeah. That's yeah. how it was justified right? right now. I'm not I'm not doing that. Okay. Anyway, historically they could not consent. There's a whole huge thing about Jefferson and his uh slave baby mama, I guess you could say, and how, yeah, they were in a relationship. No, they fucking weren't. She was a slave. She had no choice. Oh my God. So that's as, my opinion. As kind as he might have been to her. Yeah, no. It, she had no choice. That's that's she just, where I'm- she what she did is try to take a very bad situation. And yeah. make the best of it, but yeah. good for her. But I know so. But so again, it's very controversial to play that. And again, caveat here: these scenes are consensual, negotiated, and I don't know any other words to go with that. Consensual and negotiated. It is a scene. It is not real. But some people are going to have issues with this. Use your use your safe word if it gets too triggering. Use it. I mean, I got, I can't say anything else about that. Another one that I saw was the Jezebel stereotype of the hypersexualized black woman being like, I guess Jezebel was like a biblical whore, right? Mm -hmm. So that's where that one comes from. This entire thing is like, is fantasy reality blur. Well, what's interesting is I know there's been discussions about the fetishizing for white men of black women and vice versa the fetishizing of black men for white women oh yeah that whole bbc yep and i've seen men who embrace black men who embrace it and will identify as bbc and they love it and i've seen black men who are like no i'm first of all more than my cock yeah and i want you to appreciate it look i knew of a gentleman a white gentleman who did. He was beyond attracted to black women. Now, that didn't mean he only dated black women. He did also date white women. But when you would ask him, like, what was his ideal? Mm-hmm. There was something about black women. And I've asked, I mean, I, I talk about my, my partner, Diesel, right? He's black. Now, my fe- my fetish is not the fact that he's black. My it's, fetish is the fact that, he that he's muscles. got, he's a fucking muscular guy and that's that's for me. I didn't care if his skin is white, purple. Hell, if he was pink, it would just be that much better. I was gonna say if he right? was pink, we'd be like, like perfect. 
But I know I, I've asked people who are who have a preference. Would Diesel consent to being painted and glorified? No. Okay. Yeah. Um, he makes fun of my pink bed all the time, but that's besides <laughs> well, the point. He sleeps in it all the time. Well, if you don't like my pink bed, you don't get to my pink parts. It's all good. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I got it to start. Yay! Drink. <laughs> but I've asked, what is the fascination with the opposite race? And I hear a lot about, I just love the the look. Of the white skin up against the black skin. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. It's just the, the the comparison, the dichotomy of the two very different colors up against each other did something for them. Okay. I I mean, I I don't know. I don't have any kind of kink resembling you know, this. But I think any of us don't necessarily want people to want us simply because simply of, because yeah, of, I mean, to be a fat, I, listen- I get fetishized as being an older woman. I hate it. Want me for me. Yeah. But it happens. So I want to I want to talk about this real world example that I found. Okay. Because I thought this was fascinating. All right, I'm ready. Okay, it's a woman. She explored the fantasy by recording a podcast with a white Jewish man as the top. So she's black and he's a white Jewish man. Okay. And it was a mock job interview. Mm-hmm. Where she was the interviewee, try- desperate for a job, and he was the interviewer, the hiring employer. And during the scene, he made her have sex to get the job. Normally, this would just be like a CNC scene, right? Right. Okay. They made it race play because he used the N word a lot, mm. uh, called her a bitch, other slurs, all kinds of things, and get this threatened to shove a watermelon up her ass. Yep. Um. First Lovely. of all. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you're okay with a cucumber, but watermelon? Well, but the watermelon is, there's also that whole stereotype I, I mean, of watermelon and black I, people. I understand so. that. I can't get past the size of a damn watermelon. It's actually, your your ass can really stretch. No. I'm not saying put a watermelon up, folks. No. Cucumber, that'll fit. No, watermelon no, to none. No. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, she, afterward, when she was blogging about it, she said that it was super hot, but because of the racist dialogue, the emotional and psychological play made her upset, but she enjoyed it because it was degradation. So would she do it again? I think she said, yeah. <sighs> Look, it, this makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, me too. And I, I, I guess I get to be. But this also brings up, and we haven't talked about this yet, and that is Nazi play. Yep. It's actually, so I was going to talk about that as part of the uniform kink, but I think it actually fits into this category as well. Yeah. Look, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm Jewish, right? I have friends. I grew up with friends whose grandparents were survivors. And you've never seen anything so crazy as you see a number literally tattooed on somebody's forearm and you know what it means. Yep. Right? It's it's rough. It's rough. And to me, rough does not even begin. Right. To, this that's not this even the word. why. Why you see like I understand race play a little bit better, believe it or not, because race play is about the power because the black, the whites had the power over the blacks. OK, the Nazis didn't have the power. It, 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 I, I don't know. It's hard for me to 
put that under a power play so, because, because to me it is so, so much more personal. Well, exactly. To me, it's wrapped up in hate. Yes. You know, well, I feel I, like the other one, right? Too. Uh, well, in, in the way he did it, when you call somebody that N word, yes. to me, that becomes hateful. But it's just the Nazis wanted nothing more than just take over the world and hate and kill people and they hated on people. So that's hard for me to understand. And if I walked into a public dungeon and there's somebody walking around in a Nazi uniform, even if they don't ever do a scene that involves any of this, they're just walking around in a Nazi uniform. Oh, my God. Yeah, you just walk right back out. No, I'd probably scream at them because that's me. Yeah. There'd be other people who would have to walk out. I would probably turn around and walk out. Yeah. I, I would scream, what the fuck is your goddamn fucking problem? And a whole lot of fuckity fucks thrown at them. <laughs> I, I, I will probably never understand this, the Nazi kink, no matter how many times it will be explained to me, because you're right. It is absolutely personal yes. for me. So, um, a lot of people don't know. I am technically also Jewish. Yes. My grandmother was Jewish on my mom's side. So going matriarchal lineage. I'm Yes. Judaism, for those who don't know, Judaism passes on the female side. Yeah. So I'm like literally the only ones of my cousins who's Jewish. Right. Um, wasn't raised Jewish. Don't know anything about it. But bloodline wise, I guess I'm still part of the tribe. Right. Yep. My grandmother was born in Russia, escaped the Bolshevik Revolution and all that, went to Poland, was there for a little while and then escaped... Uh, the Holocaust by going to Cuba and then had to escape that shit again. So they don't pick very well. Yo. They did not pick good countries <laughs> to escape no. to. Like, let me just put it out there. They not good choices, guys. But um, yeah, so continuously having to do all of that. So it was fantastic. But I didn't grow up with this. It's not as personal to me. Even if my bloodline says this, I'm, I'm not at the level that you are. Yeah, well, I... I having been born and raised in New York, which the running joke is there are more Jews in New York <laughs> than there are even in Israel, right? <laughs> the Holocaust was always part of history. But the advantage we had is that Holocaust survivors would come and speak to our classes. Oh, shit. Okay. It doesn't happen anymore because unfortunately, th- they're deceased now because of age. You know, we're talking back in the 70s. Yeah. They were not. And they would come and talk to the class. And when you would meet these people and what they'd been through and hear the stories firsthand, Jewish or not, it takes on a whole yeah. different level. So that one, that one for me is you want to talk about a hard limit. But here's the interesting question. And I, and at what point do you have a right to say to these people, you may not do these kinks in public settings? What they do behind closed doors, you get to do whatever the fuck you want as long as the person you're doing it with consents. But going back to that concept of do the people around you consent to seeing it? And if you're in a public dungeon where you have consented to seeing kinks, some kinks you won't agree with. I mean, I've done blood play in public dungeons. Obviously, there's going to be people there who don't consent to that, but I'm I there mean, doing it. Why is Why would it be okay for one but not the other? And I'm not giving you an answer because I don't have one. Well, the hook scene. I never would consent to seeing that, but it's okay because it was already pre-planned. It was asked permission to do it. They gave the, con- the dungeon gave the consent. Well, and in, and in the case of the hook scene, it's advertised. Oh, so, so again, uh, it's the tacit consent. You are going there that night knowing that's going to happen. See, and me again, okay? I would just be like, that's happening. Bye. Right. 
But that's my point. In that case, I'm totally behind it because you have been forewarned. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're promoting a Nazi play event at the dungeon, then I know not to show up. Yep. Though I will say, because again, it's so personal, going to have an issue with that dungeon that they've allowed it. And I know there are public dungeons who don't allow it. I know there are private dungeons, myself and, and others included, that would not allow it at their private dungeon. Oh my God. Who in their right mind would ask you? If they could do a Nazi scene in your dungeon. Well, nobody's asked. Oh my God. I can't even imagine. Okay. But it just, it begs the interesting question. Is it fair? Is it right to tell them they can't do their kink in public because of the sheer numbers of people they will offend? And then it becomes, is it based upon the numbers where that kink will shame, will, will upset and trigger more people than then get blood play? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I could go on this topic ad nauseum for hours upon hours, but we have like eight other things to talk about. Right. Well, seven. Seven. Oh, good. <laughs> so I, 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 you, I will shut up and I let just, you continue. I really want you to take this one, though, because this this to me is squicky as fuck. Well, here's the funny thing is, is so Dar and I have had off camera, off mic, whatever, yeah. discussions about whether this even falls into this category. So we'll continue that discussion here. I agree they're taboo, controversial is a whole different story. Bodily fluids, including both water sports and blood. Right. I mean, you could throw scat play in there, too. Yeah, let's... Can we not throw scat? (laughs) That's messy and disgusting and no. Well, some people have the kink, you know? What are you going to say? Ew. That's what I'm going to (laughs) say. And the reason this is on here... Okay, so explain... Tell me why you think this should not be on here. I don't think they're controversial i think there's definitely ones that we don't want to do mm-hmm. and there are people like you who do sure as hell do not want to see no, it at your birthday i fucking hid under a blanket she really did totally under a blanket but i warned you I, yeah i guess the reason i wouldn't necessarily put them in the same category as race play is they're not hurting anybody they're not um, as long as people are consenting there's no if you want to not look it's easy enough to say, I'm not going to look and then just let it go out of your mouth. It's not going to haunt you. Mm-hmm. Like seeing somebody doing race play or wearing a Nazi uniform is going to haunt okay. somebody. My personal opinion. I, I, I get where you're coming from on that. So the reason I did include it, it was mentioned in the post where I was asking for these answers. That's That's not entirely it, though. The person who mentioned it or the people that mentioned it pointed out that more commonly these are the ones that are like you know on the fet profiles these are the ones that are on the absolute no lists yes because they're extreme exactly that's why i wanted to include it yeah they're extreme because to some people this is on their absolutely hell to the fuck no list like me so just because rara is you know she's cool with blood i'm not this would and if i saw blood play at a dungeon and I didn't, and I wasn't forewarned about it. It was just happening. I don't know. I might actually pass out. Guess who it hurt there? You, you when you hit the floor. Yeah. I've, I have literally, we have discussed this. I was doing an electro scene. I knew that Rara, even being forewarned, I knew I saw. Oops. And I turned gray. Yeah. My bottom on my electro table called the scene because she thought I was going to pass out. Yeah. See, now, for instance, in water sports. Never in this fucking lifetime will I ever do it, but I am utterly fascinated about it. It's one of those kinks 
that it's similar to actually not similar. It's part of humiliation play. So it's right. The, it's all everything that falls under that humiliation umbrella. Actually, I'm always. You know what? Do you know how many of these fall under the humiliation and degradation umbrella? Yep. A lot. Right? I am fascinated by why somebody would have that kink and what it would do for them. So I would have no problem watching somebody get peed on. But if you try to pee on me, I will cut off body parts to stop you. If you're a guy, the penis is coming off. Okay? <laughs> Don't pee on Rara. Because I am not a fucking toilet. Jesus. It, it is complete. So I've had a lot of conversations with people who are into the water sports because I want to understand it. I don't get it and I want to. And it really comes down to two things. It is about complete and total control. Like how, how much control can, can the person have over you that they are using you as their fucking toilet? Right? I don't even. I, I mean, I have a friend who not only does she get peed on, she opens up her mouth no. and gets peed into the mouth. I know who you're talking about. I love you, boo, but no. Right? It is the, to me, it is the ultimate and extreme humiliation play. It is objectification, degradation to the nth degree. And I don't do humiliation to, the t- to a teeny degree. I'm certainly not doing it to the nth degree. So well, that's my line. I'll do humiliation play. That is my line. Yeah. So I just don't do it, but I don't, and I understand why, I understand why somebody would definitely think of it as taboo, controversial. I, I, I not as, not as understanding, but I accept that somebody would think it is. Yeah. So, so there are people that think it's controversial, certainly taboo. And the fact that it is on a whole lot of hell no lists, they're red lists on FET. That's that's one of the reason I included it because I was like, okay, yeah, no, they have yeah. a point. Now, blood play to me is not humiliation. No, it's just gross. I understand. For me, <laughs> for me, it's it's a matter of I. It's, it's but similar to the humiliation play that we described earlier. That scene, you've thrown everything at me, including breaking of my skin. Yeah, and I've survived it. So fuck you. Yeah. So the the psychological release that you have when you're coming out of it is similar to the other ones. Yeah. It's for me it's like all about how you get your high, right? right? So look, when I did for my recent birthday, 56 strikes from spiked paddles. Okay. And that bitch of a top that I adore did the last 10, like boom, 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 boom. Ow, ow, and ow. Okay. Did it hurt? A little bit. <laughs> but I did it. Yeah. Like she challenged me and I fucking well, challenged. No, it. let's let's uh let's get this real. You challenged yourself. You just asked well, her. Well, yes, to but do I'm it. just no, but you don't what you're not aware of because you were under the blanket, so you don't know. She leaned over to me and said, I'm going to do the last ten hits quickly and hard. You're not gonna have time in between each hit to process. So she did challenge me. Oof. And I said, do it. Okay, so that's challenge your, accepted. That's your Everest. That was my Everest, and I did it. Okay, and next year I will pick something else because I'm not doing 56, 57 hits with that spike palace again. <laughs> I would like to have not, my ass not look like chopped meat. It's all good. <laughs> Sorry, it didn't look that bad. I swear to God, it really didn't. It yeah. really didn't. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Mm-mm. No, see the thing that got me. I didn't see any of that. I did see the pictures of the aftermath. 
The cleaned up aftermath. The cleaned up aftermath. You did not see the pic. She painted me in blood. You did yeah. not see that. No, I saw that because no, no, no. Listen, because when you wrapped yourself in your towel and you turned, oh, around I had to a go little bit stairs, of blood above the above the towel. I, it was above the towel, and well, that's you guys had already told me to come out from underneath the blanket because you were all wrapped up. I didn't realize that, or I would have warned you. But yeah, she painted the number fifty six on my back in blood. Mm-hmm. She actually went, "Oh, I need more blood. I I got to finish the six. So yeah, no, see. But that to I did me, not consent. Again, that to me is taboo, not controversial. And other people will disagree with that. I'm sure. Oh, like, because that's the first time I've been disagreed with. Right. Just this week. Yeah. Um, I just, Today. <laughs> I've been disagreeing with you all morning. <laughs> uh, okay. So I want to really quick talk about cuckold and cut queen. Okay. Again, some people do not think this is controversial. Other me? people do. Again, yeah. Again. But it is. It can be taboo. Because people don't understand. They think it's cheating. Right. What is the But they're the same people who probably think swinging is cheating. Right. And you are a swinger. So you're coming at this from the whole... Well, okay. Your partner's a swinger. You're Polly. I have swinged. You're Polly. I have swinged. swinged? (laughs) Sorry. I swung. Please stop. (laughs) Please. please. No. (laughs) God damn it. Talk about twitching. (laughs) Making up words is a hard limit for you? No. I do that all the time. Shakespeare did it, so it's okay. But like the way you do it, I don't... I, I can't. You're... You're the exception to a lot of my rules, Rara. I'll tolerate it from a lot of people, Yay! just not you. <laughs> I'm the est. Oh, God. No, don't. We can't start singing again. I won't. Okay. You all know the song. You can sing it on your own. I've sung it so many times. Okay. So, a, the, cucking is the person who gets turned on by their partner having sex with somebody else. A lot of people think it's cheating. However, the difference is, similar to Polly, negotiated, negotiated, negotiated. Consent consent, 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 consent. So I have this kink. I, I'm. I was aware of that, actually. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm telling other people. I oh. think everybody is aware. I have this kink. Okay, go ahead. I actually really love the idea of my daddy getting serviced by somebody else. Here's the. Here's my thing, though. I have to be able to watch. If he goes off and does it on his own, that's not okay. That's cheating. I want to watch. So it's it's uh, part of my voyeurism fetish. I think. Well, I would also think. I mean guessing part of it is too is for me it's about the secrets if i know what's going on and and then it seems like you're being more honest with me versus if i just have to trust what happened that gets a little more hard if i see it it's It's like it's all about communication yeah if i know everything then that tells me you're being honest with me yeah robert thinks she knows everything i know a lot of things (laughs) like for example i've had Rara and another friend of ours, Tiger, give my husband. Uh, was he? He wasn't my husband at the time. That no, he was not. He was not your husband. Yet. I think we might have been engaged. No, I think this was before. Really, you had been talk. At least mine was. But you were talking no, about. I think you're right. It was both of them because I think I did it two years in a row. I mean, you'd been talking about getting engaged, so you were just the pre pre engagement stage. You guys already knew you were getting married. We knew we were getting married from the second because you date. had already been talking about it and making plans before he ever gave you the ring. Well, yeah. I had my whole Pinterest board. Yeah, anyway, we know. But I got to watch. She did. And I loved it. <laughs> like, here's another fantasy. I haven't done this yet, but okay. it, has, it has been discussed with our special friend. I want to watch him. I want to watch her ride him while she's facing me. And I'm like relegated to a chair or a corner and I can't do anything about it. Hmm. Why? I have no idea. Okay. Part voyeurism, part humiliation, 
part, she's smoking hot. I want to watch her have sex with somebody. It just goes to show my daddy. It is acceptable to have a kink that you don't know why you have it. Yeah, no fucking idea. I mean, I'm I'm always fascinated with the whys and I'm always trying to discover the whys. Doesn't mean I always know why. Right. Why? Exactly. Okay. But, um... She told me that if this ever happens, she's going to just be looking straight at me the whole time and just making sexy mouth moves, you know? Oh, yeah. See, I couldn't do that. Because it's, it's literally for my bed. I close my eyes during sex. Oh, yeah. I don't. <laughs> okay. Well, the reason I did, honestly, there's a reason. Because up until I was 37, my eyesight was so bad, I couldn't see fucking anything. And it hurt to try to have vision without wearing my contacts or glasses. And since I was having sex at night, I would just take my contacts off or out or my glasses off. So it would give me a headache to try to be able to see anything. So I just closed my eyes. All right. Don't look at me like that. I mean, go on. Sure. I had LASIK. That's why I could see now. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I want it. So I, I actually have another story. Oh, friend okay. of mine. Let's try. Friend of mine uh, has a cock husband. And what she used to do is go on dates, have sex with the man, come back. Tell him all the details and then he'd be on her faster than before she could even finish. Yeah, there are. I, I've heard of, for instance, guys who love it when another guy comes in their wife and they get to sloppy seconds, sloppy seconds. Mm-hmm. So a couple of reasons why. And this is also from a scholarly article, like somebody actually studied this and did research. Mm-hmm. One reason could be jealousy. Uh, knowing someone else wants your partner. Makes you want them more. Makes you want them even more. Oh, it we've kicks you up into overdrive. And please, I love, I love this quote. We all know that because how many times we do we advise women specifically go do something? He'll get jealous. He'll want you. Nah, I don't ever advise that. I don't like that. I'm not a jealous person, so that wouldn't work on me anyway. Mm-hmm. But I love this quote here. It says, "Make you want them more than a fresh from the oven Krispy Kreme." Hmm. Yeah. No. Maybe because I don't have this kink i'm going no i want the Krispy Kreme. i just Kreme. thought that was funny <laughs> okay so you'll understand this one compersion i understand compersion would you tell our fine lovely audience what compersion is please the opposite of jealousy right? ba- it, basically compersion is you get happy at watching your partner's happiness right so you would be happy at watching your partner be sexually satisfied by another person correct okay and the last one Humil- okay, actually, there's two more. Humiliation and and total submission. I, I have heard that a lot from when it's the cuckold. So the guy is forced to watch another guy service his wife. Right. Total, complete submission to the wife. Right. And you'll hear a lot. They'll talk during the sex. They'll talk about how he's he is satisfying me more than you ever could. He's bigger and better Again, than you are. Humiliation kink. Ding, That's ding, a ding, huge, ding. huge part of it. Damn, so many people with humiliation kinks. Who knew? So many. Okay. The next one I want to talk about is the breeding slash pregnancy slash lactation slash whatever the hell else you can throw in there. Yeah, this one is another one that I am fascinated with because I don't have it and I don't get it. Okay. So personal story. I don't have this fetish either, but it is 100% a part of my sexual play now. Because my husband has it. And I asked him when I was writing this, when I was figuring all this out, I was like, okay, why the fuck do you have this? How did this even start? This was a conversation we had on our third date. Ah, I love those deep conversations. Oh, it was great. It was fascinating. 
But he says that it started with the big boobs. He just loves big boobs. So when I walked into- I love big boobs and I cannot lie. Right. When I walked into the bar on the first date and my boobs went in first, he was super happy. (laughs) Been there. Um, and the lactation part came after that. And then from there, it developed into breeding because you get really big boobs suddenly, you know, full and juicy and ripe looking when the woman is pregnant. Yes, they do. So that is what started him. And it kind of developed into the rest of it. So I use this. It's it's beyond kink for him. It's well beyond. I mean, it is it is in fetish category. I use it to make him come. And we'll role play this all the time. I'll literally whisper in his ear. I'm, I could be riding him and I'll whisper in his ear. Do you see those big, juicy breasts hanging right in front of you? Don't you want to suck them and get all that nice tastiness running down your mouth? I will do that. You know, this is one of those things where I understand the kink from a male point of view. There's something so primal. Yes. About about it from a male point Very of view. Very caveman, yes. Very caveman. I'm not as I'm not as up to understanding what the female gets out of it. I'm glad you mentioned that because our very dear friend also has this fetish, and I asked her last night. I said, "Oh my God, can you please give me some insight on this? Why you, as a woman, would have this fetish?" And she said, basically, it's because of the primal aspects of it. She's very primal also. And she said it's because she doesn't have kids yet. She, the risk, the the rush of the risk is why she likes it. Okay. She said at, her birth control could fail. It's a risk every single time her partner comes in her. And it's it's that headspace where it's a risk. She's a risk taker. That's her she natural. Is, yes. Yes. We know she is. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just curious because, as I said, I have three children. I've been pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's... And as she said, she hasn't. So she's... This is a thing for her. She said that she did a scene where it was very... It was Handmaid's Tale. And she was the handmaid. And it was the two other partners where she lay in between the wife's legs and the husband was fucking the handmaid. I was like, dude, that's awesome. I kind of want to do that myself. I've never seen Handmaid's Tale, so I don't... Oh, dude, get with the program! It's on my list. It's so good! I don't know, it's a little too real right now. I'm almost afraid to watch it. But when it first came out, it wasn't. Okay. Okay. Are we ready for the next one? I don't know, are we? Let's start with big old ass trigger warning on this one, folks. Big trigger warning. This one is... This one's special. Special? Mm Mm-hmm. Listen to that special. It's very special. Um, I spent a very long time talking with this person because I needed to understand this particular kink. I think we all do. I can't. I still am not going to ever participate in it because this is a trigger for me. But I very, very much needed to talk to this person and understand. In fact, after they posted the next day, I contacted them and I said, I have questions. (laughs) And they responded, yeah, I figured you would. (laughs) All right. What is this one? It is a cannibalism kink. Did not know such a thing existed. I didn't either. That one, I took one look at it and went, the fuck? But yeah, I know I had never heard of it until it was in the news recently. <laughs> you want to go on that one? Well, I, I once I heard about it, I really paid no attention because it eked me out. 
but apparently Army Hammer, the actor, it mm-hmm. came it came up that he has this particular. Well, caveat, it came up because his ex-girlfriend was trying to, like, start a flame war about it. So it may or may not be true. I don't know that it did it come out that he said he didn't have this. I, I'm going to have to look it up again. OK. Um, I don't remember. I remember it happening, but I'm not I'm not entirely sure of the uh, outcome. All right. So, yeah, didn't know it was a thing until this person said it. I didn't know. I didn't even I, I didn't even think about the Army Hammer one. It made no connection until the response from this post. And I went, um, I have questions. <laughs> so I want to I want to talk about like a lot of people will put this in a vor category, which, again, is one of those things where people are like, that's on my hell no red list on kink on fet vor category. Yeah, vor people. There's a difference between vor and cannibalism because some people. OK. So a lot of people say that vor is short for vorophilia, which is like the eating of of the flesh being a, um, yeah, but it isn't. It's actually just short for carnivore. Okay. And but aren't we technically all carnivores? No, we're omnivores. Take a science is? class. I did. I sucked at science. <laughs> and we will not discuss how many years it's been since I've been in school. Okay. Do you eat plants as well and vegetables and fruits? I, I do. Omnivore. Okay, thank you. Are you see? You have, I've learned today. You have flat teeth for the plants. You have sharp teeth for the meat. You're an omni. Okay. So the biggest difference between vor is it's a non-realistic type of category. It's like, for example, being swallowed whole by an anime character. That's a thing. But cannibalism has more realistic scenarios, like being put on a spit and turned over a fake fire and then putting salt and pepper on you like you're being prepared to eat. (laughs) She squicked out right now. This one I actually thought was interesting. Being stripped and painted with lines to show the different cuts of meat. Okay. Like on a cow. Moo. (laughs) That's your reaction? Moo? (laughs) What? So the person that I talked to, I said, have you ever done a scene with this? And they responded, yeah, their partner is actually into special effects makeup. Okay. And can use ground meat, ground pork, ground beef, ground whatever, like how your ass looked last week. Yeah. And put it on the person so that it looks like they've been eaten. So are you saying I should never do a scene like that in a room full of people with this kink? It might turn them on a little bit. (laughs) And I'm sure if they're listening to the podcast and they heard about your ground beef looking ass from last week, they're going, ooh, you're welcome. (laughs) The person said that it is not a form of sadomasochism to them. It could be for other people, but to them it isn't. They said it is, it's part of their service side of being a sub. You know how we talked about the whole peeing thing? You are so, you're giving your person every part of you to the point where you're a toilet. They're giving them their flesh in a role play kind of way. Okay. I oddly enough understand that because Mm -hmm. I've read some vampire. Yes. Vampire fiction. Where it's like, I love, I, I love being so much of service to you that I'm giving you sustenance. Yes. It's, it's, I would, I would say that two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Okay. The only one that really like, so the part that really sticks out for this is, when it crosses the line from fantasy to reality. Well, I would think so. 
because one illegal into bleh. yeah what was that was that the technical term yes okay. I, I can't spell it <laughs> but that's I good because i don't know how to really put well. i don't know how to put that in the show notes what did you just do i just i knocked over something because i'm like ill okay it's all good okay so she's like flinching right now yeah, I, I apologize know. but like like blood i'm totally okay with but this is not right okay but but it's it's not right if it crosses that line into reality well yes like if you do put, we actually have to say that do we have to say that you're actually beating your ass to the point where there's blood and you're painting it that's the reality line cross for me yeah but the actual reality of eating a person okay so biting your own fingernails would that be covered under this? I don't know. I'm just making this up as I go along. I'm asking you. I never thought that it would be. What about what about nibbling on your cuticles or like this part and just not spitting it out? I, I, I see your point. Okay. All right. I'm not defending. I'm not. I'm just I'm trying not to make a defend. Point. I just to me, this falls into the category of duh, don't actually eat a person. Okay, but see, there was that guy that actually did that in Germany. Yeah, I know. Well, listen, wasn't Jeffrey Dahmer who had people in his who had people in his freezer? I mean, yeah. But again, if it's your kink, how, how the fuck would you like? No. So here's my question. Where do you practice this? I can't believe that you, that this would have to be, could be done in public. I would no. imagine this is, this, this kind of kink is private they, only. They explained that this is a private only kink. Yes. Because you want to talk about judgment. Oh my God. This woman would fly off the, the railings. I can't even imagine. I mean, look, I, I love being with somebody and telling them they look good enough to eat. <laughs> but i'm not actually gonna eat them how many times have you said that to diesel he just takes off his shirt and you're just like um nom 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 last night yeah and you know what here's the thing i nom my daddy's belly you do a lot so does that fall under that kink no I'll, i don't know does it i don't Somebody know i'm me. asking you i don't know i have to ask this person okay i might ask them as a hey as a representative of all people who have this particular kink does me nomming on my daddy's belly count? I haven't actually broke skin. Yeah. I don't know. Can we talk about something else now, yeah. please? You want to go straight into rape? Sure, why not? As long as we're talking about controversial subjects. Sure. I mean, duh, this one was going to be on there. Yeah. I think this is the one that actually inspired the entire episode. Um. Yeah. This is, again, trigger warning, guys. We're talking about some really serious shit here. Uh, CNC and rape. And I, I actually threw in somnophilia. In actually, I think that is a brilliant thing because it is, believe it or not, it has come up in discussion on social media recently. Really? Uh, it actually started with the question of, can you, can you consent in um, hypnosis, which then moved well, into this. if you ask tactics, well, yes. Well, this, it was brilliant because I could totally promote the podcast. Oh, yeah. Because well, it wasn't me that they asked. It was, it was somebody else that they asked. And, and actually it was Primal Empress that they asked one of her things. And she's like, I, I, you know, that's a really excellent question. And I went, typed it, I went, they should listen to our episode on hypnosis because we answer that question. Yeah. That's the exact question that we asked. And his answer is yes. Because if you, you can consent, you can not consent. You can say no under hypnosis. Well, it was, and I've done it. Right. And it was a two part thing. It was one, because you, Set up boundaries and limits before the hypnosis. Yes. And then because, and I gave the example that he gave about the woman who had been told to dance and didn't. Yes. So if you have any questions as to whether or not you can consent 
under hypnosis, you really need to listen to our episode. Or you can straight up ask me because I really did have that experience. I did hypnosis. I did this with him. And he told me that the smell that I really, really loved was something on my daddy's feet. I didn't do it. Because you don't do feet. I don't do feet. I, I would not consent to it. So I did not do it under hypnosis. Anyway, somnophilia is actually like s- sex while sleeping. Yes. And ooh, ooh, ooh. I know somebody mm-hmm. who uh, takes medication to sleep every night. Right. And they gave their dom permission. Because once they're once they've taken the medication and they fall asleep, they're out. It's as if they're sedated. They are out, and they have given their dom permission to fuck me any way you want while I'm under this medication. And it does bring up an interesting question because, in this case, unlike the hypnosis, in this case, she can't revoke that consent. No, she can't, and she wouldn't even be conscious of it happening, would she? No, she'd wake up and she'd be sore. Surprise. Yeah. So that's an interesting, that's an interesting question. This is why I threw this under controversial. It, I, to me, even if they gave permission, this is my line. I have a CNC kink. I have a rate play kink. I've done it on both sides of the slash sleep sex line during CNC. You may use a safe word. I know that some people are going to come at me for that because the entire point of rape is you cannot do a safe word. I don't care. I don't care. You can use a safe word during a rape scene. That's my that's my soapbox. There is no such thing as consensual rape. I'm going to put that out there. It doesn't happen. You know that whole bullshit with the politicians talking about if it's legitimate rape? If it's rape, real rape. Right? No. Stop listening if that's your opinion. There is no such thing. A rape scene is negotiated, consented, and has the ability to pull out of that consent. You it, can revoke it. It's acting, folks. It's role playing. It's acting. Sorry about the rant. No, never apologize for that. No, because that that pisses me the fuck off. I hate that so much. So again, the okay, so the rate play, the the CNC, the reason we call it CNC is consensual non-consent. There has been consent. The keyword is consent. Mm-hmm. It is negotiated. I'm going to say this over and over and over and over and over. As the partners, deter- they determine the boundaries. It is completely 100% up to the people in that scenario. I I actually, I did this once a week for like four months with that one guy. Mm-hmm. And we negotiated it before every single scene because sometimes they were different. Sometimes we picked up where we left off. But it, we traded. We trade. Sometimes it was me on the bottom. Sometimes it was him. So this one, I understand why this is on here. Mm-hmm. Because... What's fascinating is there are rape survivors. Hi. And I say survivor versus victim intentionally. There are rape survivors who could never imagine ever doing this kind of role play. And then there are rape survivors who use this. Yep. It's to, it's therapeutic to, to get through. Mm-hmm. And let me just say again, caveats here so we can be safe. If you are a rape survivor who is using this to get through, you will also need to be in therapy. This is not a replacement for therapy. Nope. Okay. Do not use this as therapeutic. It's it can be cathartic. Let me let me rephrase because I think I said therapeutic earlier. Yeah. I meant cathartic. Yeah, it does not replace. No. All right. So why would somebody have this kind of kink? For some people, it's a matter of the 
taking their power back. That's what I've heard. Yes. I am taking my power back. For some people, it's the ability to replace the memory with a time where they said no and the person listened. You know what's interesting about that? Remember how I said that you can always take back consent? Mm -hmm. For some people, that's actually part of it. Because they can say, this is my limit. I'm done. I'm taking away consent for the scene to continue. That's the scene. That was the point. The point. I know you don't like it when it's like the point is to make somebody use their safe word. No, but that's, this is different. Yeah, that's that's what I was trying to say. Um, the, the entire point of the scene was to get that person's control to me, back. To me, that that is the goal of the scene versus other things. Beating but somebody yeah. so hard that they say their safe word and pushing yeah. them past their limit. Yeah. The, the goal of the CNC scene would be, this is my limit. I'm going to tell them this is my limit. And I am going to make it stop by right. using my safe word. And, it, and it's the bottom who's, who determines that. Oh, if, yeah. the, if the top is the one who decides that, then I have a problem with it. But if the bottom is the one who says it, this is what I want from this scene. I want you to get me to this point. I will use my safe word. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's one of the scenes that my partner and I did. We both practiced that. So, like, I have, a, I have a hard time. Like, every time we are done kind of with a topic, I'm just like, I want to move away from this. Well, it's and then we go to the next one, which is like, this is hard. This is why these are called controversial and taboo, because, yeah, these are not the ones that you're going to walk into a dungeon and just see a majority of people doing. They ain't pretty. Yeah. Okay. So we've talked about this one before. This is the one that Rara and I both talked to some or I talked to the person and then I relayed it to Rara and we're just like, this is fucking fascinating. Yeah. And yes, it's taboo. And yes, it's controversial. Oh, yeah feederism right feederism is a sexual fetish which involves one partner the feeder feeding the other and the goal is to obtain sexual arousal and to encourage weight gain in the feedy which is it specifically about gaining weight because somebody spoke to me after they heard our episode on accepting your kinks and they first learned about feederism Mm -hmm. and realized that they think they might have this kink because they would always, they're a dominant and they would always cook and have food ready for when their submissive would come over. And part of the experience that night was that the submissive had to sit and eat dinner. And it was very important to her that they eat. That could also just be their Italian. But it's not, (laughs) Jews do it too. You're sad, eat. You're happy, celebrate with food. You came over, eat. Right. Let me make you a sandwich. Yeah. But it's different. But, for her, it wasn't about gaining weight. What so was she it was, about? Uh, it was just about the taking care of. So then, no, that, that could be thrown into the um, caregiver, mm-hmm. nurturer category. If you're making sure that your submissive is taking care of healthy and eating, because a lot of people forget to eat when they're stressed out. I've done it. I've actually been. Yeah, I, I, I eat when I'm stressed so out. So normally I would say, yeah, that's me. I stress eat. But for the last week, I have not had breakfast. I have not had lunch. I have not had water during my work day because I haven't stopped. It, I've, I've just become massively busy. I'm overwhelmed. I'm stressed out. I literally have forgotten to eat. I didn't eat probably properly until Friday. And that was the first day I actually had time to do it. I've, I've been coming home recently and I'm like, I I need, I need food. I, I've driven home feeling dizzy. I got dizzy the other day, and that's why I finally ate at Goodness work. gracious. Yeah. So I was not taking care of myself. 
this is different. Feederism can be it's a it it is consensual. Uh it well, caveat, sometimes it's not. I will say that. But from certain aspects when you're doing this as a scene, yes, it can be consensual between the two people who mutually appreciate the larger body type. It can also turn into something non-consensual. And this is the thing that we learned from uh, the person that I spoke to that has this fetish. They said that there was a person online, they documented this, got into a relationship with a person who was a feedee, and it turned into this whole huge thing where the person became unhealthy to the point where they were hospitalized. And that was that was not consensually done. Yeah, they that just, crosses the line. That's the line for them. They didn't know how to get out of it. Other people will agree to that. They want to be made immobile. Well, and given the, especially here in America, given the attitude toward obese people, yeah, to have a kink that encourages somebody to become morbidly obese, it can be very dangerous. But it's also, I mean, again. I another one that falls under humiliation because that person who is now morbidly obese, the way the world is going to treat them. They're going to get ridiculed. It's, yeah. So I just, I want to point out really quick, certain things that I learned when I researched this to do it safely. You can actually do the feederism kink without gaining weight. Why? Believe feed them not. healthy foods? Who who's, who's not to say that you can't force feed them to eat? Um, Cucumbers? I was going to go with celery. <laughs> I mean, sure. I don't see why that's, you can do that. You can force feed them a salad. Sure. <laughs> but there's things like buying a shirt that is deliberately too small so that it kind of separates and, and you can see all the different things. If you're a little bit pudgy and you got some rolls. Love handles. Love handles or big balloomies. Mm-hmm. And you buy a shirt that's deliberately popping apart. And they're like, oh, you're a little chubby. So that's the thing, but it's deliberately too small. Or um, <laughs> using a water enema to cause bloat and to cause the stomach to pooch out for a temporary time period. Okay. I've seen it. Okay. I w- did not enjoy it. I accidentally watched. Okay. So it was a medical porn that I was watching and then they did that. And I was like, nope. That's one of those kinks I'm fascinated by and I like to read about it, but I won't actually do it. My ex had that kink. I, 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 the inflation, not even the, the whole enema thing. I, yeah. I read a lot of dark erotica mm-hmm. and this is in there and I, I enjoy reading it. But again, it all comes down to the whole power. Yeah. Well, this person, you know how you talked about, is it all about the actual eating? It's, it wasn't for the person that I talked to. It was more about the softness and the squishiness of the skin versus the power. Um, for this particular person, yes. Okay. Um, other people, it's about the power. So I guess it, it's like it's like how you and I both have a medical fetish, but we view it in very different ways and for different reasons. Yes. It's it's on a spectrum for for everybody. I know. I, I still want to make my medical fantasy happen. Me too. Just saying. Okay. All right. We are up to our last one. And this one is another one that definitely is controversial. Oh, yeah. And I've had personal issues with this one, big time, in the in the kink scene. I will say that flat out. Within the kink community, I have had, I'm not going to say conversations because I didn't have a conversation with the person. I've been a very judgy bitch about this one. Well, please share with us your judgments. 
You bitch, you. Yeah. So it's it's the scarification kink. Okay. I have a problem with that. And by scarification, you mean intentionally. Yes. Intentionally causing scars, branding, cutting, and even amputation. Here's here's an actual thing that's going to throw you for a loop for a second. When I do my spiked paddle play, play, okay, I know it's going to scar me. But that's not the reason I do it. That's not the point of it. Exactly. So that's, I'm just clarifying that that's the difference. So, and I know people who have had, who have scar kinks. They, uh, this friend of mine in college actually was dating a guy with a facial scar from a car accident. She fucking loved it. Loved it. She didn't cause the scar though. This, this kink is specifically causing the harm that results in a scar. And the purpose is Is to to cause cause versus what you've done, in my case, you've hit me with a spiked paddle, and the risk is. Yeah. So I guess it's the intent behind it. It's always, it's, isn't it always down yeah. to the intent? So deliberately burning a design into someone. Um, branding. With- branding is a big thing. There is somebody I know uh, who few years ago wanted scarification. She wanted the outline of a lightning bolt on her thigh and did a scarification scene. Why can't you just get a tattoo? It went horribly, horribly wrong. Oh, God, no. It was too deep. Oh. It got infected. Mm -hmm. She ended up having to seek medical care. And instead of what she was hoping the scarification would be, yeah. She finally ended up getting a tattoo over the scar because of it. Here's another interesting one. I have another friend who had a scar on her leg already from a skin graft. So she had like a square patch of a scar in her leg from a skin graft and intentionally did a cutting of Hello Kitty uh, over the scar tissue to make it looked like that square was the frame, and then this was the scar. Hers did not end horribly. It was done properly, carefully. She actually did it herself. She knew what she was doing. I watched her do it, fascinated by it, because I, I'm as much as I'm into pain and all of that, I don't know that I could do any of this to myself. I shouldn't say that. I've, done, I've, I've hit myself with spike paddles. But she, she did it to herself and created artwork with the scarification. I, who have tattoos and have no problem with that, don't know that I could do the scarification that way. Branding, in a way, yeah. I'm going to throw up. I'm sorry. You picked this topic. You did the research. You added this. You notice what's on the notes is simply about the violet wand? Do you notice that I did not actually go into the other research on this? You didn't tell me this beforehand. You You did not set the boundaries and the limits. Right, because you so look through my notes that I make before I, all episodes. All the time, every fucking single time, liar, every single liar, episode. liar, pants on fire. <laughs> and there's nothing in these notes that said don't talk about. Okay, yeah, but that's that was kind of my point. I have a huge problem with that, not only because of because I have a problem with cutting in general and blood and burning and everything. Like those are just absolutely fucking my limits. I have a problem with intentionally causing that on people. Because I've dealt with people who have cutting disorders multiple times. And this this is a straight up trigger for me. Do you think this is the same? 
as cutting disorders? No. And that rolls into actually my closing statement. So I'm glad I could help beautifully you. done there. Glad I could set you up so nicely. I, my personal problem is I do not believe that things like that should be glorified. The, my biggest issue was that one person who did it at a party or like as part of their costume, they carved something into their thigh as part of their costume, and then they won the costume the costume contest because of that. Ooh, because. The reasoning behind it was they've gone all out. They've gone all out. They're so in, and I'm like, "Fuck you! Don't you dare glorify that." That makes sense. I also know this person has that issue, so to me, that was giving an alcoholic a beer. I can see that, yeah, and saying, "Good for you." I can't. I'm actually. I'm like. I'm actually kind of upset. Yeah. Well, then this is a good reason to bring this episode to an end. Okay. So your question from before. Yeah. The reason I don't see these kinks. And again, that that last one was the only one that I really can't do. Mm -hmm. And they're not like mental disorders or or whatever you want to call it. Issues or however you want to phrase it. Before any of the partners in the community do these scenes, they're negotiated. They better be. There's consent. There's there's very long, precise conversations with safe words. There's boundaries that this is what they're into. This is what they're not into. Expectations are discussed. Outcomes are discussed. That's the difference. They're taboo as fuck. They're controversial as fuck. There are vanillas who would think even the little things that we do. Yeah. Are controversial as fuck and we need we need mental help. There's vanillas that think my daddy picking first of all, the fact that I call him my daddy. There's vanillas that think my husband that picks out my underwear every day. That's a problem. Yeah. So just as a final warning, guys, if these are your kinks, please be aware of a where you're doing them. Because not everybody is gonna want to see these. And please do it safely. Do it as safely as possible. Negotiate, negotiate, negotiate. Thank you for hanging out with us today. If you have a question you would like answered or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail and maybe it will be shared in a future episode. Just go to pinkkinkpodcast.com to contact us. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife at the handle Pink Kink Podcast. Join our Facebook group, Pink Kink Podcast, and hang out with other pink kinksters. If you love what we do and are able to help support us, we are on Patreon. Just look for us on patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast. Even if you can't show your support financially, there are other ways you can help. You can spread the word about our kinky podcast and tell your friends about us. You can also rate and review Pink Kink on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The five-star reviews really help. Don't forget to subscribe to Pink Kink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday. So until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted.